0: Welcome to the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller here on Saturday, September the third. We've got a long Merriman newsletter today, so let's dig in and start talking about financial astrology. A couple of articles. First of all, from CNBC yesterday on Friday, saying that the economy added three hundred fifteen thousand jobs for the month. And I'm going to stop and put a disclaimer in. This is me. Please allow me to have my own perspective on this, and don't be critical. Could these numbers possibly be a little altered? I think anybody in the industry is laughing right now. (laughs) Okay, let's keep going. That was just below the Dow Jones estimate of 318,000 and well off of the 526,000 in just July. And the lowest monthly gain since April of 2021. The unemployment rate rose 3.7 percent, two-tenths of a percentage point higher than expectations. A broader measure of unemployment that includes discouraged workers and those holding part-time jobs for economic reasons rose to 7 percent from 6.7 percent. And this excerpt from FoxBusiness.com on Thursday, U.S. mortgage rates rose to their highest level in two months after Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell promised to deliver forceful action on inflation that he warned would cause economic pain. Mortgage buyer Freddie Mac said Thursday that the average rate on the 30-year loan for this week rose to 5.66% from 555 for the week ending September 1st. The rate is well above the 2.87 recorded just one year ago. Now, the newsletter. In the week that followed Fed Chair Powell's warning that the Fed is willing to abort a soft landing in deference to its determination to subdue inflation and the economic pain it might cause, the stock markets of the world granted him a big first step in that direction. Pain was everywhere, from stocks to precious metals, currencies, treasuries, and even crude oil. Unlike past press conferences, the Fed did little to create a sense that it has our backs. And in response, investors fled the scene of a renewed disaster in the making. The Dow Jones Industrial Average ended the week down nearly 1,000 points following the previous week's 1,400-point loss. We were expecting a 1,000 to 2,000-point decline from the half-primary cycle crest of 34,281 on August 16th. But now the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down over 3,000 points. Be careful of what you expect when the planet of the unexpected is in focus. This is not the type of market or central banking behavior associated with the shadow period of Mercury retrograde, which indeed did begin on August 20th. No, the unexpected reversal from optimistic messaging to pessimistic warnings of probable economic pain by the Fed is all part of the nature of Uranus. And it was Uranus that dominated the cosmic landscape for the entire month of August – which saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average achieve both its highest level since April 21st, that happened on August 16th, and the lowest level since July 18th, that top back in July, as the week ended on September 2nd. The same pattern for August was in evidence in nearly all global stock indices. That is, after bottoming around June 17th, when Venus squared Saturn, Global equity rose sharply to multi-month highs August 15th to 19th as the Sun formed a T-square with Saturn and Uranus August 11th to 14th. Then the markets reversed on time into August 24th through 29th as Venus made its T-square to Saturn and to Uranus. Normally, the Venus-Saturn opposition would have stopped that decline, as the square stopped the decline on June 17th. But the difference this time was that Uranus was stationary, changing directions to its retrograde phase. And when Uranus is highlighted like that, it can and did simply overwhelm support offered by Venus-Saturn. On top of that, last weekend was a new moon squaring Mars, which is a bit like an overloaded powder keg about to explode. And then, instead of coming to the rescue, as it usually does in such dire circumstances, Jerome Powell and the Fed instead lit the wick one week ago, August 26th, and retreat was on in earnest. Nearly every market we track broke one support after another, Ten-year notes are testing their lowest level in 12 years. Silver fell below $18 for the first time since July 2020. The euro has fallen nearly to a 20-year low, while the yen has collapsed to its lowest mark since 1998. These are not corrections. These are bungee jumps in which the cord was broken. In other markets, crude oil had appreciated nearly 14% from its low of $85.73 on August 16th to a high of $97.66 on August 30th. Two days later, it was back where it started, proving once again that markets go up in steps and come down in elevators. Bitcoin dropped below 20,000 last week, but seems to have found support around 19,500, still well above its low of 17,588, made on June 18th. Now, the shorter-term geocosmics and longer-term thoughts. From the Wall Street Journal on Thursday. Inflation in the Eurozone rose to a record in August. Consumer prices were 9.1% higher than a year ago. And that's the highest rate since records began in early 1997. Take your pick of several geocosmic factors that probably contributed to this sudden turn from optimism to pessimism in the financial markets. Some say it was the shadow period of mercury retrograde, a phenomenon that started August 20th and will remain in force through October 17th. The actual retrograde of Mercury begins this week, September 9th or 10th, depending on where you are, and lasts through October 2nd. The retrograde starts at 8 degrees Libra later this week and ends at 24 degrees Virgo. But many astrologers consider the transit of Mercury from its first passage of 24 degrees Virgo on August 20th, before it turned retrograde, to its final passage of over 8 degrees Libra, after it ends retrograde, to be entirely charged with the qualities of Mercury retrograde. The period before the retrograde and after the retrograde that still fall within the degree range of the retrograde is known as the shadow of Mercury retrograde. Interestingly enough, the end of the summer rally in stocks did commence around the beginning of the Mercury retrograde shadow period, Or it might relate to Mars, beginning its unusually long journey through Gemini, which also began August 20th and will remain in the ruling sign of the trickster, Mercury retrograde, through March 25th, 2023. For some odd reason, Mars in Gemini is one of the warmongering signs for the god of war, along with Sagittarius and Capricorn. It spends more than the usual six to seven weeks in Gemini this time because it will be retrograde from October 30th, 2022 through January 12th, 2023, which is yet another planetary sign placement known for its propensity to engage in conflicts that can turn threatening, but one in which the aggressor usually pays a steep price and oftentimes ends up in defeat. Or maybe all of this is related to the transit of Pluto, currently in opposition to Neptune in the founding chart of the Federal Reserve Board, dated December 23, 1913. Maybe the Fed doesn't really know what it's doing. Maybe it has really lost control. And by changing the narrative from hope and trust in a soft landing to one of fear and pain of loss, loss of job, loss of financial security... It will recover its lost credibility from totally missing the emergence of the highest rate of inflation in over 40 years. It never saw it coming until it was already here. That's the kind of delusion or lack of awareness that typifies Neptune being activated. The only problem with this line of thinking is that inflation is not a problem solely endured by the United States or missed solely by the U.S. Central Bank. In place of each of these possible contributors to the wounded stock market of last week, I would argue the main cosmic culprit is Uranus. We warned of the unpredictable and chaotic, the disruptive nature of Uranus being highlighted in the month of August long before August began. It was to be a fight for the trend of world stock indices, Either the market would explode higher into the eye of the storm, which is pegged to be September 21 through 28, plus or minus two weeks, and Jupiter hits the midpoint of the next Saturn-Uranus square. Hmm. Or the market would turn sharply down and resume a bear market that started shortly after the last Saturn-Uranus waning square, of December 24th, 2021, and the following all-time high on January 4th, culminating possibly in a financial panic in the August to November time period. Judgment on that? Still out. Two weeks back, it looked like the bulls had taken control, but then Uranus struck deep in mid-August, and the Fed has pivoted from the role of cheerleader to alarmist. And it's happening right as we approach the fourth and final passage of the most powerful planetary setup of the year, Jupiter in a double semi-square to Saturn and Uranus. Saturn-Uranus, as we know, is a big disruption. With Jupiter, it's even bigger. For Jupiter always does its thing with bigness in mind. Jupiter does not do small So it's beginning to look more like the panic scenario is back, but not to fret. View this as an opportunity to purchase stocks and other financial assets at a greatly reduced price, sort of like a fire sale. Just remember that you need cash and courage to do this. Great opportunities for profit only come with great risks. Some market analysts are calling for a huge decline, maybe 50% by next year. And they may be right. But it might come much faster than they think if the lows of June are taken out. And as you know from this column, with Uranus breaking support or resistance, violating any attempt at restriction is the name of its game. So get your checkbook ready to buy stocks, Bitcoin, energy, etc. if this happens in the next six weeks. Now, that's the newsletter. This is not financial advice. This is reading and interpreting the newsletter written every week, except next weekend they're having a big seminar at uh, Merriman's headquarters. But it's mmacycles.com. But the intention of this is not to provide financial advice. For that, you need to see a licensed financial advisor. Get the disclaimer in there. Now, let's also talk about the YOD So this is not Merriman, this is Thomas. (laughs) We're done with Merriman for today. Let's talk about this yod, because on Wednesday, and I did a TikTok video on this, we had a Venus-Pluto-Neptune yod. And remember, the yod is the witch's hat, and at the top of the hat is Venus. And that's Venus in the expiring degrees of Leo. On Wednesday, it was at 24 degrees 25 degrees on Thursday and 26 degrees on Friday. But particularly Wednesday as a pivot point and Thursday as really the strongest of the aspect, then it waned out on Friday. This is why I did the videos. And in fact, there's one on YouTube. Yeah, there's one on YouTube that's a longer version and I show it on the chart. And this is why, because this is a financial yod. If ever there was one, Venus rules money. Neptune covers several areas that we've really started to get used to. For one, oil, natural gas, anything liquid, everything to do with drugs. That's pharmaceuticals, biotech. Also rules the trash industry like waste management. Warren, uh, what was his name? Huizinga, the guy that owned the ball club in Florida. Wayne Heizinga, Yeah, waste management. There you go. All Neptune. But it also rules inflation and debt. And as you hear so many times on this podcast, there's a flip side of inspiration, intuition, and spiritual connection, or the shadow side of illusion, delusion, deception, lies, etc. And then the third leg of this yod was Pluto. Ray just talked about Jupiter doing things big. Pluto does things powerfully. There is some overlap with a couple of other planets. For one, it also kind of co-rules crude oil with Neptune. That could be one. Also, it definitely rules atomic energy. And not to be alarmist here, but I did see a video yesterday of uh, supposedly this guy who tracks airplane flights. And he was saying that there is a certain airplane that the United States has that can detect any nuclear atomic radiation in the atmosphere, and that these planes had been unusually active this past week, and even flying out over the Atlantic, typically where they just stay within U.S. airspace. I don't know if any of that is true or not, but just saying, repeating what I saw. But this yacht obviously was a trigger it did everything that planetary configurations in astrology are intended to do. It pivoted, it triggered, and if Merriman's right here, it set a new direction, down. We'll see what the follow-through is next week. So I've been expanding things here because of all of this and just looking at the astrology of what's ahead of us. I kind of had hoped that this would give us September as a free pass, But I don't know. With all of this stuff converging and with what happened in the markets this week, it may have already begun. So you can come to TikTok and YouTube for more Fun Astrology Podcast both places. And we will be keeping an eye on this a little bit closer than we have been on a daily basis. And that's where you'll find the in-between stuff. All right. Have a great week. Going to chill out tomorrow. We've got a holiday weekend in the U.S., but not in the sky. So we'll be back on Monday. See you then.